Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And he's got a new clipboard to deal with right behind him. You can see it on YouTube, ready to build some lineups, Coach. You know what's amazing is uh, this clipboard was just added yesterday because it was our first off day in 35 Years? NBA podcasts Months? in a row. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, so it's it was a Father's Day gift from uh, Dawson, and he said, hey, you need a clipboard up. You, you guys give out the coach's clipboard. You got to have a clipboard to match up. You know what's amazing, though, is somehow Dirk was able to get the marker and draw up a little uh, play up there for us. So, Excellent. you know, we may have to utilize that uh, in the playoffs. But, uh, no, it's good stuff. And it was it's weird coming off an off day yesterday. So it's uh, great to get back in the saddle and look at a, a really competitive game, too, in this uh, Clippers-Phoenix series. Yeah, big night tonight. We've got the draft lottery at 8.30 yes. Eastern. Then we'll have this tip at 9 Eastern. And a little strange that we have Game 2 in the Western Conference Finals before we even get Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow. But yeah. we'll we'll chat about Milwaukee and Atlanta tomorrow. But for now, let's zero in on the Clippers and Suns. We've got Game 2. Phoenix, man, what a start. Winning at home without Chris Paul. Of course, Kawhi was out for the Clippers, and he'll be out again. Chris Paul will be out again. So right. kind of a shame that we don't get those two stars in here, but... Hey, it goes to show, Coach, that these teams need depth, and they wouldn't be in the Western Conference Finals if they didn't have that depth. There's no doubt. I mean, it is really a bizarre year. I mean, we know that, you know, coming off the shortened time frame when they were in the bubble, there's been a lot more injuries and controversy with that. And then playing 10 less games than normal, trying to get all of this in and get back on schedule, it it really has created a situation that's it's like an open almost like an NCAA tournament I mean you know you've got a fourth and second seed and a fifth and third seed so when have we seen that uh without a number one anywhere to be seen in these conference finals it's it's really up in the air and both of these series are up in the air I know that you know Phoenix and Milwaukee are favorites to win them but I wouldn't count anybody out at this point Absolutely. It's still open, and we can't count anybody out of our rosters yet until we work through this. So right. let's get everybody ready for DraftKings and FanDuel like we always do. I'll get started on the Clippers side, Coach, and you okay. can follow up there and then take the Suns. Yes. So, and I want to mention, too, real quick, it's a, a five-point favorite for Phoenix, and 224 is the over-under. It's not as important you know, when there's just a, a one-game one showdown slate, but Phoenix is the favorite here, so, you know, if that changes any thinking on, on last guys in kind of thing. Right, so they're looking to go up 2-0 at home. Correct. Now, with the Clippers, of course, Kawhi out, but Marcus Morris will be ready to go. We know he left early, came back, right. was a little bit hobbled, but he is ready to play tonight. So should expect that uh, recent starting lineup we've seen of Jackson, Terrence Mann, Paul George, Morris, and Batum. And uh, how about Reggie Jackson stepping up? 39 minutes, 24 points. He took 19 shots, 4 of 12 from distance. He's been great in Kawhi's absence. So He really has. Yeah, he, He's a key guy to look at. He's a great price um, for a guy who can get 19 shots. Um, 
Paul George looked pretty good to me. He looked confident. Um, yeah. Didn't end up putting up as many fantasy points as Booker, uh, even though he was over 30 actual points. Uh, Booker was just unbelievable. 40-point triple-double. Wow. Yeah. Man, did that he That doesn't happen often. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So uh, Paul George, I mean, if you start a lineup with Reggie Jackson and Paul George, you know you're going to get a bunch of shots on the Clippers side. You're going to feel pretty good about the usage. Uh, how does that work with the rest of your lineup? That's what you have to play with and figure out, um, you know, who's going to be your MVP, who's going to be your captain. Uh, you know, Paul George is the most expensive guy on both sites, and he's somebody who I'd like to have in the lineup. Uh, he is a an MVP candidate for me on FanDuel. Uh, really pricey as your captain on DraftKings. So it's one way you could go. I don't think you need to go there. Uh, with the rest of the Clippers starting lineup, Terrence Mann, he definitely did come back to earth, but he had foul trouble and he still shot it well. He, he was three for three on three pointers. He only took four yeah. shots total, coach. How about that? change from uh from the game before against utah um, yeah. I, I think he'll you know likely be back in the middle of those two performances where he'll get more shots and more minutes and stay out of foul trouble so i think he'll be a factor morris uh you know with the the injury designation uh i'm not sure i'll get to him at this point i'd probably rather go to batum especially on DraftKings where he's just barely more expensive. But on FanDuel, he's 13000 A uh, little bit steep for Batum there. Uh, yeah. With the Clippers bench, uh, this was a, a big turning point here in Game 1. Rondo and Cousins made a major impact, and they talked about it on the broadcast how Ty Lue and company had decided before the series that one of the wrinkles would be that Cousins would get some action. They liked the matchup for him. He certainly did well against Saric, and he didn't mess around when he was out there, coach, putting up 10 shots in 13 minutes. He also picked yeah. up five fouls, so he was involved in everything when he was yeah. on the floor, and he's he's really cheap again, and I think uh, one of the key decisions in this slate will be, if you want to go to value here, do you go with Rondo or Cousins? They're almost the same price on both sites. Uh, they're both in play for me. I think they'll have a similar role again. Rondo had 22 minutes. Maybe he gets a little bit less if Mann stays out of foul trouble. But if you look at the matchups, I like the matchup for Rondo. I mean, Etwan Moore came off the bench for Phoenix and played 11 minutes. And then other than that, it was Cam Johnson, Craig, and Sarks. They don't really have a guy on the bench to stop Rondo and prevent him from penetrating and creating shots uh, as he loves to do. So, uh, with Rondo being so much cheaper than Pat Bev, uh, I mean, 1600 on DraftKings, 3000 on FanDuel, uh, Beverly kind of loses out for me. And and looking at this bench, it, it will be Rondo or Cousins. So I'll definitely have um, you know, a good amount of exposure here with the starting lineup and probably one of those bench guys. Very good. Uh, a couple of things here. Like, you know, I'd, I'd like to look over the game, the game one and how it transpired and, and how I, I believe the game script is possible here for game two and sort of throughout this entire series. A, a couple of things uh, I think that the Clippers identified was they're not going to be able to play centerless basketball 
against this Phoenix unit. Phoenix, uh, you know, Aiton is an active scoring threat that can take you down on the offensive side in the paint. They haven't faced that in the playoffs. They had the Mavericks who have no center. I mean, they played, you know, Powell, Cauley Stein. They don't have a center. So they had no concern about having to stop anything in the paint. And then in this last series, they exposed Gobert as well. Gobert doesn't score. They don't run plays for him. He's not really an offensive threat. He strictly, you know, catches a few lobs or puts back some offensive rebounds. So they, they haven't played a prototypical scoring threat center that's a big-bodied individual. And that's exactly what Aiton is. He's 7'1", and he's got a you know big wingspan, soft touch, <clears throat> went 10 for 14 from the field. And I think the reaction and the reason – Ty Lu uh, gave some of those minutes to Cousins is for that simple reason. They needed a wide body in there uh, that could, you know, at least bang up against uh, Aiton and cause some trouble. And I think Zubats also, you saw an increase in his minutes up to 18, um, you know, for that simple reason. So here's a couple of things, Andrew, that, that I'm looking at. I think <clears throat> the Batum factor lessens for me. In this series, I'm not. I'm, he's going to be a complete fade for me. Now you're going to say, Coach, why? He's played 36 minutes and 47 seconds. Well, here, you know, my thinking is this. I think now that Morris is healthy, and Batum grabbed those extra minutes because Morris got hurt more than anything, and you know they weren't sure what his status was. Morris is already uh, counted in. It's in the morning here, well before the game, so there's no question that he's ready to go. So I think they have to play bigger. You're going to see either Zubats or Cousins at center for maybe two-thirds of the game. Uh, not that that makes either one of those guys playable for me, Andrew, because I see Zubats maybe at 18 to 20 minutes again and probably Cousins 10 to 12 minutes again, which you know one of the two will be on the floor, like I said, for a good chunk of the game in order to guard Aiton. So with that, the minutes loss that I see is going to come to Batum. So that puts me, let's, you know, let's look at the Clippers now with that in mind in that adjustment. I think Terrence Mann, only four shots, but like you said, he made three of them. Um, you know, he, he'll probably get 10 shots up. That's what I think. I think, you know, he came off the huge game. We had, you know, George and Jackson both hot at one stretch. But I think Mann gets his solid, you know, 28 to 30 minutes. I think he's very playable. I think he will see not what he did two games ago, but I think he'll be more active than he was the last game. So he's highly in play. I think Morris is, is safe, too. I really do. I know he was 3 for 11 and 0 for 5 and has had some very bad games in the playoffs. But if he is healthy, I don't think he's the worst play. I think you got to keep him in a consideration and I, I expect him to play over 30 minutes. Uh, so, you know, he only got 21 with the injury. So I think he'll be in there. Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Let's talk about those two for a second. They took 45 of the 88 shots that the Clippers took in this game. So those were the guys. 27 threes. <laughs> you talk about chucking and ducking. I mean, that's, that's a lot of uh, threes to, to throw up there. 
but you know they made 11 of them they they you know played decently and uh Paul George is a great foul shooter he got to the foul line so I think you know you got to start your Clippers builds probably with those two guys I mean I know George is super expensive but he is rising to the occasion and uh, you know a lot of people gave him so much grief from last year in the bubble and you know hasn't really been clutching stretches like that but He's certainly playing with confidence. He's their go-to guy. Um, I don't have a problem paying up for him. I really don't. And I, you know, I'm a Reggie Jackson guy from way back when he was super cheap. Even when he was coming off the bench back, you know, in the middle of the season, um, he's just playing with uber confidence, man. I mean, taking the big shots, uh, just just playing outstanding. So I, I do. I know they'll be chalky, but I think you start with George and Jackson. Uh, where I'm going to get different, though, is I'm not going to go with, you know, the majority of, I believe, people in the industry and plug in a Zubots or a, a Cousins or one of the super duper cheap guys, because I think, um, you know, I, I think they got more run than they normally will. And I think that there's no way Cousins can have that type of 10 shots in that short of amount of time. I mean, that just uh, was sort of fluky. I can see him getting five or six shots, but I don't think that's going to be enough to to take anything down. So uh, not going to go there. Pat Bev's going to be, you know, spell Reggie, not particularly want to go there either. And I don't think Rondo, you know, we got to remember two games before this, he was inactive for a game. That's how, you know, uh, out of the rotation he was for a bit. Now, I, I get it. He played well. Seven, you know, seven assists in a super short amount of time and all that. And he is, you know, I think he'll get in games. But 22 minutes, I mean, I just have a, a hard time believing he'll be able to repeat that. Um, you know, if I took a, a flyer and played a GPP, Rondo could make that. But I think he's going to get more like 16, 17 minutes. This is the other thing, Andrew, I want to mention. This, this team's still recovering from two incredible series i mean having to go seven against the mavericks and the huge fight this last series with utah so they also knew that this is going to be a long grind it could go seven and they wanted to at least get a little fresher for the guys instead of playing them 45 48 minutes so you know getting both george and jackson under 40 i think was their goal and they did with 38 and 39 respectively but I think you'll see those increase a couple of minutes each game through this series, um, you know, and as they pace them going forward. So for me on the Clippers side, uh, it is all about uh, really Reggie and Paul George and then the possibility of Mann or Morris. And that's what I got there. Excellent. All right. Well, before we go to the Phoenix side, Coach, Yes. just want to uh, request that uh, folks subscribe to our channel on YouTube if you haven't already. So if you missed us yesterday, then subscribe to the channel. We missed you with that day off, so make sure that uh, you're subscribed, and that way you won't miss uh, our podcast coming up, because now we're going to be back in that groove of one game a day, flip-flopping between West and East. And then also, if you'd like, join us as a member, dfscoachtalk.com. Grab our lineups. We'll have full FanDuel lineups for you to play tonight cash lineups a gpp lineup we'll have a full yahoo lineup for you and then we'll have a 
cash build and a GPP build for you on DraftKings. Perfect. All right. You want me to dive into the Suns? Let's do it. All right. Let's start off course with Booker. I mean, you know, obviously he's, I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I love watching him play. He did get 44 minutes, which is a big run. Um, but he was incredible. I mean, we, you know, he won that game for them, no doubt. Uh, certainly a guy that you have to consider immediately. I mean, we've talked about this throughout the year. When Paul sits, Booker's usage jumps up even higher than it normally is. So he is the the absolute, you know, best spot to go. Uh, the question is now from a salary standpoint, what can you afford and what can't you afford? Now, on the site, uh, you know, where you have to pay uh, a lot more for your captain, uh, it's going to be hard to put George or Booker as your captain. So the, the key is going to be building with that medium or value guy as the captain so you can get both of them in your lineup. But on the sites, uh, you know, where you don't have to worry about that pricing, uh, FanDuel and, and Yahoo, uh, as opposed to DraftKings, you know, you can still layer those two in. And I'll be interested to see your opinion, but I can tell you right now, it's going to be either uh, George Booker or Booker George. I just think that you've got two alphas that are now solo. I mean, there's no Kawhi, so George is the man. There's no Paul, so Booker's the man. I mean, it's it's about as simple as it gets in the DFS world. And I think those two guys have such a high propensity to be the top DFS scorer for their teams that I think you just start one, two with those uh, when, where, uh, you know, it's not an issue having to pay more than their you know salary like you do on DraftKings. So <clears throat> enough said about Booker. It's simple enough. Now it's, it's where it gets sticky because I do like Aiton. He was terrific. He's, he's had a good playoffs, but I can't afford him with what I'm doing. And I'm okay with it because of, the game scripting I talked about, Andrew, in this last game, I do think that the the Clippers' strategy is going to be, you know, get lay Zubots on them or lay Cousins on them. We've got two big bodies there and <clears throat> a little bit of Morris as well. Just, you know, he's great at stripping the ball. But they're going to make it tougher on Aiden, I think. And Cousins is in there to get his money's worth, and he's going to hack the living daylights out of Aiden and push him around. And I expect, you know, even in short minutes, he'll he'll pick up some files again. But, you know, just trying to make it a little bit tougher on Aiton and wear him down. And I think they'll adjust to that because, again, they haven't had to do that in the previous two series. So I'm going to be, you know, have to swallow hard and accept it. But I'll probably be fading Aiton because of the cost. Um, <clears throat> where I think I, you know, can fill in here with Phoenix are three specific guys. I mean, you know, I've always been a Bridges guy, although his ancillary numbers have been weak lately. So if he gets in there, 36 minutes to only have one rebound and two assists is a little uh, iffy. You know, he doesn't get his hands on the ball enough. So not as excited about him, but I do know that he'll be on the, the uh, you know, court for tons of minutes. Uh, the other two guys I like the most are two guys I've gone to for a long time, and that's Jay Crowder and Cameron Payne. I think they're both 30-minute-plus guys. Uh, Payne is terrific for his price. I mean, nine assists. I mean, 
perfect 50% shooting. He knocked down a three. I mean, he's he's a consistent, good point guard. And to me, is unfatable when Paul when uh, Chris Paul is out. So he's he's high, very high on my list. Um, Bridges because of the minutes and Crowder just because he's a vet. He's not going to take a ton of shots, but he does. You know, if he can get the ten shots that he got the last game, I'm good with that because he's always going to have like six to nine rebounds, <clears throat> even pick up a stock here and there. And again, you have to make the salary work. So, uh, you know, that's where I'm looking for on the sun side. As far as the bench goes, the only guy I would consider here because he does get hot and he gets streaky and he looks like he's got his legs under him a little bit more confidence wise because he was out for a long time with an injury. And that's Cam Johnson. I think he'll, he'll get the most minutes off the bench for them. He played 25 minutes, which is acceptable. I'd, you know, you, if you plugged him in for 25 minutes right now, I'd take him because he he can really shoot the three. You know, he doesn't get a lot of attention, so he's going to get some open shots. And he will rebound and get in there. He's a tall, young, quick guy, and I think he's uh, a nice value play if you have to go there. Uh, not going to go with the other guys, though. I know some people are going to, you know, their eyes open saying, okay, Etwan Moore, Torrey Craig, they're going to get minutes, they're vets, they're defenders. Just I don't trust their offensive output. Um, I think, you know, again, trying to avoid that that one guy that sinks your whole lineup is key. And then Dario Saric, I, I know he's played a bigger role, uh, you know, through the playoffs for them. But, you know, it's tough. 11 minutes, no points, only one rebound. Again, just a huge gamble. Now, if, if Aiton gets in foul trouble or something of that nature – then Sarge would be a winner for you. So if you want to use him in a GPP somewhere, I'd understand it. But in, as far as cash goes, just too risky for me. So that's what I got, man. Yeah, I'm pretty similar with Phoenix. Uh, <clears throat> love Booker. Uh, just don't see myself playing a lineup without him. And I agree on FanDuel. Paul George, Booker, 1-2, or the reverse is how I'm looking to make my lineups. Campaign... I think he'll get a few more minutes. I think he'll definitely be in the 30s. He, you know, he had tr- foul trouble there in the first game. Right. And only one for four on threes. I think he could certainly do better than that, get more shots, be more involved. I think he'll have a higher fantasy output and be a real key. And he's one of those guys. You mentioned the mid-tier on DraftKings as a potential uh, MVP no captain. Uh, so you could look there. Um, Ayton. Uh, I agree. He might, you know, just miss out on my lineups, even though I think he'll do well again. And, you know, he's kind of like Gobert in, in terms of his output, where he's usually in that 30 to 40 fantasy point range, but he usually doesn't give you 50 or 55. So right. in a game like this, where you have these other guys in a similar price range and even cheaper who can give you 30 to 35 fantasy points, you know, Crowder, Batum, Morris, Bridges, you don't need to. Uh, pay up for Aiton, and you can get by with fading him. But I wouldn't be shocked if he does even better, um, you know, 40 fantasy points. But I don't think you have to have him. And if you're going to go with Booker and Paul George, it is tough to include him. So I also would be more likely to play Crowder or Bridges. Um, Bridges did seem to really lose out a bit without Chris Paul, because Chris Paul, so many times, he'll push it so hard in transition. And 
Bridges is so fast that he's already up the wing, ready to spot up right. for those threes, and that just didn't happen quite as much in this That's one. That's a great point. There's no question about it. With the Phoenix bench, uh, Cam Johnson, he did step up, and I didn't project him for 24, 25 minutes. Uh, that Me was a either. bit of a surprise. He he stepped up in a big way. Um, I would think, if anything, that goes down a little bit. Um, and because of his price, I mean, he's playable as a last guy in, but on DraftKings, he's 2000 more than Craig. And, you know, I, I agree that Cam Johnson is way more reliable offensively. But uh, the problem is, because of his price, you can't get him in in some of these builds, and you have to go down mm-hmm. to somebody like Craig. And in that price range, I definitely like Craig over Saric or Etwan Moore. Um, so he, he's in play for me as a last guy in. Uh, and then I, I am also not planning to play Saric or Mr. Moore. Etwan Moore, though, he's funny. He's one of those guys that, like on a on a bigger slate, he'll just come out of nowhere and... Yeah, you know he'll he'll be the key value play, and I mean it's possible, but uh, it would be a big surprise if he really smashes because he he hasn't been playing much uh, no. for, for quite a while now. I was surprised he was in there when I, I said, "Who is that?" And I looked, Etwan <laughs> Moore's in yeah. there. Wow, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it, that is a tough call there. I mean, you've got to find value somewhere, is what it comes down to. I mean, it's it's that simple. It's just, you know, where do you plug that one value guy in? And how many times, Andrew, through these playoffs, that is the it, – it comes down to two things. And this this is where we're at right now with these final four teams. And let me know if you agree. You, you either take stuff down in these showdowns by picking like a booker last time that goes for 77.15 fantasy points. And he carries your squad, so your payup was worth it. Or you put uh, that campaign kind of mid-to-value guy in, and he gets enough done where when you stack up a couple of the other big-name guys that, that finish it up. And then really there's a third piece is you just have to avoid that last guy in, the Thibel, the Sarich, the you know, you, we could go on and on with that dead wood guy at the mm-hmm. end, end of your lineup, and you'll have – super throughout and then you got a six from a guy and it's you're dead so you know it's not easy right now it's super competitive but i think really you know you approach it with those three angles trying to make sure you have the the captain if it's going to be a blow up game like if george goes nuts you got to have him there if not you know and you do have a campaign that second you know uh, option and he does well enough that you can still have booker and, and george in there or the third thing, you know, you put the right value guy in, whether it be Tory Craig or Cam Johnson or whoever it is. And those those are the three things you have to look at and, you know, figure out what is going to be the best fit for you. And also, you know, I'm a one-build guy, as you know, Andrew, with, with cash game, but I may put uh, two or three lineups in there tonight as because I've sort of narrowed it down to those three strategies. I'd like to put my best shot at those three and see how it pans out just for a little different twist. Yeah, amen to all that. I think you, you you nailed it. And that's why we talk it through each day and it changes series to series with these different matchups. And it does oh, also time. change game to game with these yeah. 
minor price adjustments. So that's what we're going to keep tracking on both sites for our members. And we do invite you to join us tonight. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Uh, grab our lineups on both sites. DFSCoachTalk.com is where you sign up. You can try the three-day pass for 10 bucks, or you can uh, take our playoff package. Two months, so you'll get past the NBA playoffs and continue to get our baseball and golf lineups. Uh, you get all of our lineups with any of the memberships that you choose. So if you sign up today, what we'll do is we'll invite you into our Discord with an email this afternoon and get you in there before lock. We give out the lineups about 20 minutes before tip. And we're going to be back again to do it tomorrow as we break down the Eastern Conference Finals. So thank you all for tuning in today. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.